Episode 17, Selling Your Home. Welcome to the Thriving Fatherhood Podcast, where we are living and working in the trenches to go from surviving to thriving in this mission field called fatherhood. My name is Brian Knight. I'm a father of three and married for over eight years now. It's been a few months uh, since our last episode, and I'm ready to get back in the saddle and get get an episode out every week to you guys. And so a lot has happened since we last talked in April. We closed on our new home in Summers Corner here in Somerville, sold our previous home, moved my mother-in-law in with us, and I started a new job as a health coach at the Veterans Administration. More to come on all this. I've caught myself saying this to my wife and other close family members, but the last six months have been the busiest time of my 45 years on this planet. But it's been a blessing in many ways. Anyways, let's get on to today's episode for you guys on selling your home from a father's perspective and experience. By the way, this is the second property I've sold. So, first off, I want to say... Um, these are in no particular order, but um, I kind of wrote out my points and then just um, narrowed it down to a few that would cover everything. First off, I want to say know your local market. Why and how? Why is because you can you cannot always go by what your realtor throws out there. I'm not exactly in agreement with how realtors are compensated. Let me explain. If my house is valued at 400K and I do not do my homework and they decide to list it for 375K, they may sell the home very quickly and get the bulk of their commission, but I will be out of approximately 23K. Now, if they list it for 400K, yes, it might take a little longer to sell, but you're getting the total value of your property. You do not know this unless you do your homework. If you disagree with your realtor, then show them your reasons and they will agree or disagree. Ultimately, they are probably going to list it for what you want to list it for, unless it is way off what they think it is worth. One thing I learned is it is not good for a property to sit on the market for too long. According to my realtor, buyers may start to think something is wrong with the property if it has been on the market for too long. Another tip my realtor taught me was to list your property at an even number in increments of 50K, such as 400K, 450K, or 500K. For example, if you list it, your house, for 400K, you're going to get buyers in the range of 350 to 400K and 400K to 450K. Versus if you listed it at 399K, you would possibly only reach the 350 to 400K buyers. Let's talk a little about how to know your local market. Well, you pull up Zillow or Realtor.com and you start looking at your competition and what other properties have sold for in your neighborhood. Roughly, 
price is determined by square footage, but there could be many other things at play. We definitely know that's true. Has the property been updated? Landscaping, size of yard, fence, location. Honestly, it depends a lot on the buyer and what they are looking for in a property. I know um, this just kind of came to me, but um, I had a lot of people look at my property, but it, as you'll hear later in the episode, I only got one offer. And a lot of them, you, you get to see, I mean, you don't know at all, but there's usually comments um, on why they decided not to buy the property. And a lot of them didn't buy it because I didn't have a bedroom on the first floor. Well, <laughs> they knew that going into the property that I didn't have a bedroom on the first floor. So I'm not really sure why they looked at it in the first place, but I did have an office. I guess they were trying to see if the office and the half bath would work for them, but yeah, so... But anyways, we had a large, uh, very nice playground in the back of our house, and the new buyers loved it. Um, so, you know, that was one thing that was very intriguing to them. And we know this because in the contract, they said the playground must convey. In other words, um, I can't take off with it to my new house. <laughs> so... Uh, you want to spend some time studying your local market, looking at other properties in your neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods. See what some of these have sold for and are listed for. Personally, I had a number in my head of 399k for my home and my realtor said he thinks I should list it for 400k before I even told him my number. So it's good to go in there with a number before your realtor says, so I've been looking, this is what I think we should list it for. Um, they may try to ask you what you think, but I would get them to throw the number out there first. Long story short, the uh, buyer ended up offering 410K for our, my home, but wanted me to pay all closing costs, which is about 10K. Um, actually, I think it ended up being about 11K. Um, my realtor said, they must have been short on cash. So it, it was kind of unusual. Um, I didn't expect them to offer more and then want me to pay the closing cost. Um, so, but uh, obviously they wanted to, uh, they just didn't have a lot of money to put down. So we counter offered at 412K and paying closing cost, and they took that. I would have liked to counter with 415K. But after eight or nine showings, this was my only offer. So I had to be careful. I definitely didn't want to chase them away. I'm pretty sure they would have taken it, but I just didn't, uh, I didn't want to take any chances. I already liked the offer of 412, so I was just going to take that and go. Um, I thought with as many showings as we had, there would be a bidding war. But only got one offer, as I just said. But as my realtor said... That is all it takes to sell your home. Luckily, there were no problems with the buyer's financing along the way, and everything closed on time after about 30 days. The next point I want to go to is have a great team working for you. And they are working for you because you're paying them. 
your realtor is working for you. You're giving them the commission. So they should act like they are working for you and advocating for you. Your legal team, they are working for you and advocating for you and looking out for your best interest. I've already said, already said many, many good things about my realtor. Yes, I recommend you working with a good realtor over for sale by owner. I will tell you why. I know it seems like a pain to, to pay the real estate commission, especially when there's not a lot of equity in the property, but it is worth it. You just need to find a good realtor. Realtors are masters at marketing your home if you have a good one, and they will help you avoid headaches that you will not see coming. A good realtor should be able to make up for their commission in the price they are able to get you and the headaches you're able to um, avoid. My realtor was also great for showing me what to focus on and not focus on for maximum value out of my home. They are worth it. You just need to make sure you get a good one and one that has been in the game for a while. Just look for referrals. You know, honestly, people will refer you, um, especially on Facebook, just like a friend or this or that. If what I would look for is patterns and referrals. If you see like four people recommend the same realtor, that's definitely um, something to look into. What you want to do, I would look at those Google reviews and make sure you're looking at feedback from other people. Um, but don't just take one recommendation and, and run with it. I would look at reviews from multiple sources and uh, to make sure I would also interview the realtor and make sure that they seem professional. Do they sell houses? Have they been doing it a while? All of that. Um, uh, you know, you, you get the point. Um, with your legal team, that's another major thing. You, um, I did not go with the same legal team that was closing on the buyer's house. I was offered that, but I decided not to do that. I wanted a legal team that was separate, that was working for me, not working for both, both parties. Um, that's kind of a conflict of interest in, in my opinion. So you will need a great legal team to look over your closing documents. Honestly, I pulled up real estate attorneys and look for great reviews with a number of them. In other words, you don't want a real estate attorney office with three reviews. You want one with I would say 50 or more and to have 4.5 to five stars somewhere in there. And um, you want one that specializes in real estate as well. That's another good thing. Um, and, you know, I made sure that it was in my local vicinity because I had to drive there and sign documents. And I like to support uh, businesses that are in my local town. Um, I didn't want to, you know, go to a real estate office that was way across town and do that. I wanted one that was local, um, that was near my home. So it worked out great for me. I had no problems when it came to closing attorneys. Oh, one thing to remember 
to bring to your closing that I didn't and nobody really told me. I think I think they expected me to know, but didn't actually tell me, is make sure you bring a, um, a check with you. That way you have your routing number and your checking account number, exactly what it says on there um, for the paperwork so that when your funds are dispersed, they can send it to your, um, your checking account. So that's a good little tip there. Um, I think that's the only thing. Next, make your property look its best. Luckily, during this time, um, I was out on paternity leave and I was able to work on both my properties every day. For my, uh, I mainly I just worked on the property I was selling for a while. For my property, I did touch-ups inside, um, paint work. Um, I did the trim. I did the walls. Some, some of the walls I painted completely, um, you know, just from the kids. Uh, cleaned it top to bottom and boy was it dirty in some places emptied it completely fixed everything that needed fixing pressure washed it cleaned the carpets and of course manicured the lawn sounds like uh, not so much but it was a massive undertaking to do this my wife was taking care of the kids so i did this mainly on my own you could pay someone to help you but i didn't um, it's just kind of something that you're able to see yourself. Um, I mean, you could pay someone to pressure wash it or maybe clean it, but you know, all the stuff and moving that, I mean, it's such little stuff. You can have somebody pay someone to move the big stuff, but a lot of it is just stuff that you just have to just handle yourself, um, if possible. Now I mentioned that I completely emptied the house. By this time, we were closed on our new home, but we did not want to just dump everything in our new garage and just figure it out later. Since uh, I'm the only earner outside the home, they would not approve me, ha have approved me to own two homes. So yes, our previous home was paid off. This allowed us to move in our new home over the process of a few weeks instead of trying to do it in a weekend. Long story short, there's a huge advantage if you have your current home paid off. And I know that won't be most of you's situation, um, but I've lived in my previous home for 15 years. So I had some time to work on it. And of course, when I bought it, it was a lot less than what I sold it for. So, um, you know, that helps as well. Um So, um, lost my place here. Uh, so if you have your, your current home paid off and you're moving to your new home locally, you have a lot of stuff to sort through. I will tell you, there is nothing like moving to get you motivated to deal with your stuff and make a decision because really that is what you need to do during your move is make a decision about every item, everything you own on whether you want to sell it, keep it, donate it, or throw it away. And we did a lot of throwing away and a lot of selling. Getting a good price for your home is about timing, location, marketing, and presentation. A lot of this you do not have that much control over, but some of it you do. It worked out well in this crazy market for us because 
we sold our old home for about 10k more than what we bought our new home for which is a good bit larger than our previous home now our old home was established our new home is new construction so there's a lot of work to do on it i want to say one thing about new construction real quick new construction has disadvantages and advantages the advantage that happened to work out for us was we got a huge incentive i think the market they just kind of had a little bit more inventory and they fell behind and the house that we were looking at the type of model another one came up and we asked for a transfer and we saved a boatload of money and that's why the the price was a lot lower um, versus our older home so you know you can get some really good deals out there with incentives from builders so that's just something to keep in mind one final suggestion my realtor gave me was not to update anything in order to sell the house quicker or get a better price. There are a lot of things that, you know, could be updated in our home. And he said, don't worry about it. Just, you know, list it as is. Just make sure it's clean, that, um, you know, things are repaired and, you know, that the obvious stuff is fixed. Um, I had a good condition, but outdated floor and countertops. He said, don't worry about it, about them. The buyers, the new buyers will update the home if they want to. They will probably want to pick out something different than what I think looks best. So don't even bother with changing things unless your realtor suggests it. Also, just be patient during this process and do not get in a rush to sell your property. One thing I've learned is when I get in a rush that is a vulnerable time for mistakes and regrets. So work with a great realtor and be patient. Often a home is our greatest asset and you deserve to be paid what it is worth. That is what I have for you today. If you feel the show has been valuable to you, I encourage you to share it with one other father who could gain some insight from it and wants more thriving in their lives and also is getting ready to sell their home. Also, if there's a topic you're interested in me talking about or have questions, please send it to nightbri, that's K-N-I-G-H-T-B-R-I at gmail.com. You can also check out my website at brianjnight.com and the private Facebook group called Thriving Fatherhood. Also, if you would be interested in working with me or having me mentor you on your journey back from surviving to thriving in fatherhood, then send me an email or reach out to me through my website and we can set up a call to see if I can help you to thrive more in your fatherhood journey. Thank you for listening and until next week, continue thriving in fatherhood.